Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our next guest on Be Brave at Work. Howie Zales is an Emmy Award-winning camera operator who turned his passion for television broadcasting into several entrepreneurial endeavors. Howie created HJZ Productions, Incorporated in 2000, to address a need for professional-level sports crewing staffing in the New York market. Under his leadership, HJZ Productions grew to a multi-million dollar nationwide provider of top talent in the broadcasting field. In 2019, Howard and his team founded Veridity Entertainment Services. With the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic in the early 2020 period, which I'm sure we all know when that happened, they quickly pivoted to offering best-in-class broadcast quality live streams of professional sports shows, corporate interviews and meetings, and religious services. In addition, Howie took his love of the television production business and created the TV Sports Course, a hands-on training boot camp for the next generation of television crew professionals. So, Howie, we are thrilled to have you with us today on Be Brave at Work. Thank you for having me. I did a light introduction of you and talked a little bit about the work you have done in the past. I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more from you about the work that you're doing and how you have come to do what you're doing today. Yeah, sure. I started my career many years ago as a camera operator for NBC Sports and the World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. I spent nearly 25 years traveling the world, shooting Super Bowls, Kentucky Derbies, Olympics, you name it. And I've shot it, WrestleManias, just about anything. And while, you know, shooting and traveling the world, I I had a company on the side, HJZ Productions, where we provided TV crews for sports and entertainment events, kind of like what I was working on as a camera operator. And slowly and surely that company grew and grew and grew and grew. And now we're take care of events across the country, across multiple different platforms. Well, fantastic. And we love having different types of guests who have worked in different types of fields. And I think you are our first guest who has ever 
work for the World <laughs> Wrestling Federation. So yeah. interested to hear about that. But when you think about bravery at work, and I'm just wondering when you think about the work that you do, you know, as a camera operator or potentially as a producer, you know, does it take bravery to either go somewhere where you haven't talked about with the client to film something that might be candid with them? I mean, is there a sense of bravery that happens in the moment, right? You didn't anticipate it. You didn't plan for it, but something is happening and you have to step in it to get it. Is is that something that happens a lot? And what can you tell us about that? Yeah. So bravery exists in many areas of what I did as a camera operator. I've been injured and sent to the hospital at least four times doing baseball. I got a line drive. I got hit in the head with a line drive on the football field. I've ended up with two concussions being hit by players shooting wrestling. I've been hit, kicked, tackled, pushed down (laughs) with the camera many times. So that's one form of physical bravery. The other form is, you know, doing what I did. I I traveled the world for over 20 years. I I was away from my family. Sometimes, you know, especially during like Olympics for like a month at a time, you know, providing an income, making a living. And that's one form of bravery, not only on my part, but my family's part. Well, I don't know that any of us go to work expecting to be hit by a line drive or get (laughs) tackled or (laughs) injured. I mean, some people might based on the type of work that they're doing. But, you know, certainly for you, that sounds challenging on that front. And when you think about being brave, and I just want to go back to my question again and maybe ask it a little bit differently. Do sometimes do you have to be someplace or do something that requires bravery, right? It might not be where the client wants you to be. And I don't mean endangering yourself physically because you went into an area that you shouldn't have been. But, you know, sometimes you have to film something or see or share something that you say, I don't know if this is what the client is looking for, or I'm not sure this is what they want. But I think I should film this because I think it's important to see. Has that ever happened? Uh, What else can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. That's happened. And as a camera operator, you're, you're left to sometimes make those decisions. You know, is this and and it could be whatever you're shooting, right? Is this pertinent to the story that we're trying to tell? And so you have to make those decisions and and live by them. And absolutely, it comes into play almost every day. Because when we talk to people about bravery at work, oftentimes people say, Ed, there's a couple of different types of bravery at work. One right. is unanticipated bravery where you're at a meeting or you know something is happening. And in that moment, you have an opportunity to say or do something and you may or may not based on the number of influences that might be happening. And then the second type is planned where I want to share something with you that I think will be hard for you to hear. So I'm going to practice and think about it and figure out a great day of, of the uh, time of the day to do it and day of the week to do it, et cetera, and really plan it. And it just feels like for the work that you do with the television production and the unanticipated experience that you're having because you don't know who's going to win the ball game or right. you know, you know, what's going to happen, that a lot of your opportunities for bravery are more unanticipated than planned. Exactly. And I chalk it up to like you also putting yourself, being brave enough to put yourself in the right place at the right time to get the shot or the footage or the interview that you're trying to get. 
So you're successful because in our line of work, you're only as good as your last performance. So, you know, that form of bravery of, uh, of putting yourself out there so that the client says, I want that person for every event that we're associated with. Right. And, you know, I love that thought process around being at the right place at the right time because oftentimes especially when bravery is or the need for bravery is unanticipated you want to almost always feel that you're at the right place at the right time if i'm at a meeting and somebody isn't getting an opportunity to speak or uh, you don't feel that the person is showing them respect and respect and as it pertains to what they're saying, whatever, you want to always feel that you're at the right place at the right time to say something. And right. so I'm just I'm just wondering, as you reflect back on your career and the significant number of experiences that you've had, you know, do you have any tips or suggestions for people on how to more likely be at the right place at the right time, right? As rather than just magically being there at the right time because it just happened that way, I imagine that there may be some things you do or things you think about in order to increase the likelihood that you're at the right place at the right time. And do you have any thoughts or ideas that you can share with people as they think about that? Yeah, being prepared, doing your homework on what whatever your job is or whatever scenario you're going to be in is being prepared, knowing the situation you're walking into and knowing what what could happen. So when that unanticipated event comes up, you can be brave to make that decision and be ultimately in the right place at the right time. And I can equate it to my line of work where if I'm doing a football game and I I need to know, because I operate a camera that is on my shoulder, I need to be thinking like I'm a player. I need to know how much time is on the clock, where the ball is on the field, what down it is, how many yards to a first down. So I know where to position myself. So I'm in the right place at the right time. And it's all about being prepared, knowing the storylines so you can help. And again, in my line of work, knowing the storylines and listening to what's going on and what the announcers are talking about. So if they start talking about the quarterback and then his backup – if I'm on the sideline and the quarterback is in the in the game, I'm going to shoot the backup because there there might be a story going on between the two of them that they're fighting for the same position, something to that effect. It's right, just well, doing your homework. Right. Well, I think that relates back to being in the right place at the right time, but also being brave to say, hey, I think that there might be something happening here that might be of interest and I'm going to spend time on it, even though no one's asked me to spend time on it. Right. I, I love that model you just shared because when I think about meetings, this is something that people should think about as they go into regular leadership meetings, executive level meetings, uh, team meetings, which is always being prepared. You know, what are we talking about today? What do we want to get accomplished today? How do we leave today with next steps? I love the second idea, which is really anticipate what could happen. Oftentimes, we're not brave because we didn't anticipate and understand who I am sitting next to or who I'm working with to ensure that as opportunities for bravery might arise, I'm better prepared to say something or do it because I've come into the meeting anticipating that I might need to be brave because of what I've seen happen and also think about what could happen. When I look at the people sitting in the room, when I look at the team that I work with, 
you know, what might happen, what could happen that I need to be more prepared to do. So, you know, I really like that model as it applies to being brave at work because it prepares you in advance for right. something happening, which may not even happen, right? It might be a great meeting and it ends with next steps and I don't need to be brave, et cetera, but I was better prepared and more likely to have to do it if it came up. Yeah. And to just take that one step further with our new business, Veridity Entertainment, we produce meetings and events, whether it's virtual, in-person or hybrid for either big or large or small companies. And a lot of these, most times we'll do a rehearsal day the day before the event. And we go through every possible technical disaster that could happen. And (laughs) that way we're prepared whether it's dealing with the internet, dealing with what could happen with audio or cameras, and even with the the speakers, right, with slides and and going back and forth and making sure that they're in the right order. We go through the, a painstaking rehearsal, and it looks like we have no idea what's going on, but we want to make sure that we've tested and made sure that that every possible scenario that can go wrong can go wrong. That way, when it comes time for the show, we could, you know, have a clean production. Well, I think that's a fantastic strategy. And I will tell you, as a person who does that type of work for companies where I host a meeting or present information, any meeting I've attended as a participant and many meetings that I have led, the number one, and when I say number one, I mean that emphatically, the number one issue that may arise is technology. Mm-hmm. That the computer doesn't have a hookup to the big screen. I mean, it's basic, basic stuff. So today, uh, 14 years later, anytime I know I'm going to pre- be presenting at a meeting that's off-site or hosting a meeting, I always go the day before to the site to look at the room, to look at the space, to get a feeling for what could or couldn't happen, to make sure my technology works. You know, I use an Apple. I'm still shocked at the number of companies that don't have a connector for an Apple to their <laughs> system. It's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, the dongle. Yep. Yeah. The dongle. In fact, it, it got to be so bad. I went out and bought my own so I could just come and say, well, here, this is what you need to have and that you don't have. So I have one in every bag. <laughs> I'm sure you do because it, it can happen. So I think that's great. And I'm just curious, Howie, when you say that you film meetings, and I'm not looking for you to share any client names or any oh, confidential experiences that you've observed. But when you go to meet, are these live meetings where people are actually talking and connecting? Yeah. And the really cool thing about it is we could, we ha- we, let's say we do a meeting in New York, right? We could have four or five speakers in New York, but then we could bring in people that are located anywhere around the globe as part of the meeting as contributors that are actually doing the speaking and presenting and then stream the entire event globally. Yeah. And that, that, that's, that's what we focus on. And it's a technology is obviously, like you said, the biggest number one problem. And we will actually, if the client says, you know what, we don't have the money to do a rehearsal or set slash setup day, we'll turn the project down because there's no way too much can go wrong to show up set up and do the production without some sort of rehearsal slash setup day. 
Again, I think it's a great idea. I'm remembering actually a situation that happened to me at the last company I worked at and the last company I worked at acquired another company that existed in a different state. Mm -hmm. And so we were going to host virtually a meeting where the president of our division and the president of the company we acquired were meeting to announce the acquisition and we were going to live broadcast it to everybody in the organization. And so I don't know, it was like seven o'clock because it was on the West Coast and we're in the right. East Coast, 7 p.m. The meeting kicked off, you know, three minutes into it, it was going great. And then it froze and it yeah. never got fixed. We couldn't fix it. And it had to do with the hotel they were at bandwidth. Couldn't handle whatever it was allegedly that we were attempting to do. So, again, it's super important. Yeah. Yeah. And redundancy especially in this field, not just relying on, let's say, the hotel's uh, internet, but having a, a backup should their internet go out. Right. Well, that's when we could have used you because we had no redundant backups. Yeah. Uh, we had one system that we thought would work. It started to work and, and then it failed. So I have a question for you, Howie, and you may not be able to answer this because this is not why you were at meetings. But if you are filming live meetings where people are talking or presenting information, do you ever observe human behavior? Do you see people who you know don't agree with each other but don't say something? Do you see tension building potentially between participants or are all these meetings more like Hollywood meetings where they're friendly and talking with scripted comments and you say go and they talk and then cut and it's over? More the latter than the former, yeah. And we're paying such close attention to what's going on in terms of the technology. Are we cutting the cameras correctly? Do we have any issues? So we're we're more focused on that aspect uh, but yeah, we I, I haven't really seen any 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 issues like that. Yeah, because uh, obviously at most meetings there's going to be some degree of tension or conflict, and experts mm. would tell you that it's needed in right. order to ensure that you come to the best answer. If everyone agrees with everything anybody says, you're never going to be effective as a leadership team because everybody can't always be right all the time. And so there has to be some other things that are done. So, Howie, I'm just wondering if you could share with our audience, if you were to think of, you know, a couple of ideas of things that people could do to ensure when bravery opportunities arose, they were ready. You kind of referenced them maybe a few minutes ago. But if you could share with us, you know, a couple of ideas or thoughts that people should think about when bravery moments arise, you know, what might those be? Yeah, like like I said earlier, doing your homework, being prepared, sticking up for what you believe in, even if you have to put yourself out there. If a colleague is being badgered, you know, by someone else and, and you think it's not right, you, you stick up for what you believe in. Don't be afraid to, you know, speak up whatever the scenario is and, you know, always I, and this is how I I always show up at a thousand percent no matter what the scenario is. Yeah. And look, I love that thought process because oftentimes people who are not brave at work, it's not that they don't think something that's happening is wrong. They just don't know how to say something. So they mm -hmm. don't know how to interject or jump in professionally and respectfully to say, hey, if I can interrupt just for a moment, I'm not sure this is how we want to be speaking with each other. You know, they can't even come up with those thoughts 
because they're so emotionally caught up with what is happening. And, oh, my God, I can't believe they're treating Ed that way. And right. it's terrible. And someone should say something. They're not thinking about how can I say it, right? And how can I speak up? And or diffuse the situation. Yeah, diffuse the situation. Uh, I, I like that. You know, you stick with your guns, you know, always professionally and respectfully. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're debating respectfully. You're challenging. Uh, there may be some feelings of conflict, but your goal is to be helpful, right? Your goal right. is to really ensure we come up with the right best answer, not just be polite and respectful to each other. Exactly. Well, Howie, it has been great chatting with you today, and I love the work that you're doing, and I would encourage you going forward to watch some of the meetings as well, just to see if there's <laughs> moments of tension or miscommunications <laughs> happening, because I think it happens all the time. Yet, if our listeners are interested to hear more about you know, the business you're doing and how you go about doing it, where could they go to find that information? Yeah, um, our family of websites are located at howiezales.com howiezales.com and you can reach all of our businesses from that one website or at Howard Zales on LinkedIn. Great. And so I just realized what HJZ Productions means. Yeah. Well, Howie, thank you so much for being a guest on Be Brave at Work. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore Being Brave at Work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at CabotRisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.